Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay. I'm back from vacation and I have Jen actually with me. We're together, we're recording this episode about appreciating what's in your own backyard. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay and this week I have Jen back with me. And for those of you that have followed either the Power Shift Mindset Facebook or Instagram page or my Beam pages, you'd see that I was on vacation. Uh, I had the opportunity to go out to Utah where Jen lives and spend some time with a good friend and hike the landscape that's out there. Obviously very different from what we have up here in New England in the Northeast. And she noticed in the look in my eyes as I saw the, the vast red rock and wide open areas and now she's back here with me and we're actually recording face to face usually when I record with Shruti it's over Zoom when I've had Jen on uh, to fill in when Shruti's not there it's been on Zoom so this is a little little different uh, having someone face to face with me while I'm recording but we noticed in each other's eyes as we were looking at the different environments uh, how much the other person appreciated it and it kind of brings you back to what we have in our own backyard that sometimes we don't appreciate. And we're going to extend that to also the people we have in our lives, um, whether you're a boss or an owner of a company and your employees, and a lot of the stuff that we just kind of take for granted uh, that we have with us. And Jen, welcome to the show. And Glad to be here. So what, what was your feeling when you saw me that, that first time? I mean, I flew into Salt Lake City. Other than uh, trying to kill me with altitude sickness, <laughs> um, we took that drive down uh, Route 15, and I know I was staring out the window the whole time, looking at, at the Red Rock and, and the mountains there. And what was your reaction to my reaction? I love watching people see that scenery for the first time. Anyone I've ever had come and visit from tree areas, lots more trees and everything, they have a tendency to see in shock how wide open everything is and how few trees there are. And it's it, it's fascinating. I've watched, we've all heard about when, little kids when they see everything first for, in the world for the first time. And it's so exciting. They get so excited about it. And that's the same thing. We're all little kids at heart. And seeing you look out the window at the lack of trees and the wide open and the taller mountains and it just it made me smile and I can say I know you were back here in in the spring and we did get on the Appalachian Trail and uh, I commented how you were like a little kid shuffling through the leaves but this time we went and hiked Bear Mountain which uh, just over 2,000 feet is the highest and peak in Connecticut um, but at the same time I saw you stop every couple minutes to take a picture of all the green and the trees and the mushrooms and, and the different environment. And what's your feeling about how as much as you like being out there and you do do hiking locally, it's just kind of like ho-hum to you where how often do you look out your window and appreciate what you see literally across the street? I, I remember getting to your apartment and going out to that picnic table and literally looking across the street at that that horizon line of those mountains and was in awe 
where I'm sure there's nights where you look at it and you see that sunset and you, you see the sunrise and stuff like that over the mountains, but other times where it's like, eh, I see it every day. Very, very true. I love I love sunrises and sunsets. I have more pictures of them in my phone than just about anything else. Well, maybe not after this last week of leaves <laughs> and greenery, but there are, I don't appreciate it nearly as much as I probably should. It's literally what I see on my drive to work every day and on my drive home. It's it's just there. It's nothing fancy to me. The red rock is beautiful, especially when it gets wet, but I also see it as the worst thing to try to wash out of kids' socks. You, you don't have white socks down there. They all have this red hue to them because it just, it stains and it's annoying at that point, but then, you know, there's companies that have gone out and have made shirts. The original Red Dirt Shirt Company um, is one that takes dirt from various places, Southern Utah being one of them, and makes shirts out of it and gives it that unique color. Uh, it sounds a lot like, uh, I love the four seasons, fall being my favorite, being in New England, um, from coaching high school soccer, I knew it was soccer season. Major League Baseball is going in the playoffs. The, the cooler air, I like, much as I like my shorts and t-shirts, there's something about getting to the point where you need a pair of jeans and, and just a, a light sweatshirt. Um, the fall colors, obviously. But then when we go into winter, I grew up playing pond hockey. I grew up at a park where a dozen of my friends would go sledding. But then now, kind of as an adult, you, you think, oh, the, the muck of the salt and sand they put on the roads and the work to shovel the driveway in you said you're you're more focused as how do i get this red rock out of socks as opposed to the beauty of what's there and same thing i mean we look out here I mean, like i say i mean for christmas for you i mean looking out i mean i like women in bikinis i like christmas trees but the women in bikinis shouldn't be selling the christmas trees it just for me being in the northeast it just doesn't look right i grew up watching 90210 and seeing that it just doesn't look right but we look out and we look at what we can find wrong or troublesome from it, washing that red rock out of the socks. The the nastiness of the snow on the ground that's been covered in sand and salt and just becomes mush and blocks of ice as opposed to, I mean, that that stereotypical white Christmas scene that we, we picture. Uh, I know seeing you again go, doing the hikes and, and I really love being out in the woods I mentioned it on the podcast many times how much I like going in the woods I took you to another spot that I like to go to and spend the night where you pretty much got a 360 view around there and and you saw why I like being up there and just out in the woods in nature uh, I kind of commented here's a perfect example of not realizing what you have in your backyard when you and I were hiking Bear Mountain it just dawned on me that I didn't hear any birds while I was in Utah. You said they were there, but it wasn't like the the bird song that you hear here. As soon as I got back to my environment, it's like, wow, I didn't realize how much I appreciate the sounds of birds. And what what are you going to look at different when you go back home after remembering what I what I saw and my reaction to what I saw? Will you look at things a little different now? Well, of course, you you can't see something new or even something old through new eyes without taking that in. I am going to definitely appreciate the lack of humidity when I get home. That will be one thing I'm very, 
very happy and, and grateful for. And the, just the, the wide open, the, the colors, there is the different colors of dirt and soil out there in my area. They, they call it color country for a reason. We have purple clay, we have the white limestone, we have the red sandstone, we have, it's every color you can imagine in the dirt. We don't have it in the trees, um, which is also why we don't have as many birds. We do have them, they're just not, you know, birds need trees. No trees, no birds. It's, it's very simple. But yeah, that, I'm, I'm going to definitely appreciate the different the diversity of what I have. Well, I, I've seen that a, a couple times um, with friends and family that have moved. Um, my mother grew up, uh, was born in Fall River, Mass, uh, a big Portuguese community, uh, and then really grew up in Danbury, Connecticut, another big Portuguese community. And my grandfather uh, was very popular in the community, president of the club, president of the community radio station. And talking to my mother growing up, like she would say, I just want to eat hamburgers and go roller skating like all the American girls. She had that culture kind of shoved down her throat as a little kid. And she wanted to do it with what all her American friends were doing. And now that she lived in Virginia for 20 years and has recently moved to North Carolina, every time we go down there, we're stopping at the Portuguese store that you and I stopped at to get her a care package, to get her the Portuguese olive oil, to get her the crushed peppers, to get her the sardines, to get her that Portuguese culture that she kind of took for granted and now misses. She misses going to the festivals and, and, and the parties and the big gathering. Um, my cousin, uh, Shandi, who pretty much grew up and lived in, in Queens, New York, uh, would avoid Manhattan because it was just all the commotion and all the traffic and everything. And I mean, people travel from all over the world to go to New York City to see Times Square. And that was one of your destinations last time you were here. We got you to New York City and walking the Brooklyn Bridge where someone that has that in their backyard, it's like, eh, it's just a city. But once you're away for it, and she lives in Texas now, I mean, there'll be a post about, geez, I can't find a good bagel down here. There's no good pizza down here. And you realize what you have in your backyard. Uh, and, and we all do it. My stepmother's brother lives in San Diego, arguably the best weather year-round in the country. Yet he loves going up to Cooperstown, New York, where the Baseball Hall of Fame is. Again, going to the big trees and the wide open grass and the mountains up there. Um, and what do you think it would take for people to appreciate their backyard and the landscape that they have? Um, what type of refresh would work for something like that to to be able to open your windows and say, eh, it's just that, or wow, I glad, I'm glad I have this here. I think a lot of it is what we're willing to actually open our eyes to. If we are so rushed and so frustrated and irritable or just overworked, we're not going to see anything. We have our blinders on of just let's, you know, get the socks cleaned, let's get to work, let's do you know, get dinner done and get dishes done and we're not going to see it. If my personal feeling is if we all take even 10, 15 minutes a day just to stop, turn everything off, phones, TV, music, and sit outside. Outside is going to be, yeah, we're going to hear the traffic, but then think about the traffic. People are off doing things. Where are they going? What are they doing? 
What are they appreciating? What are they seeing? That's one of the things that I've really liked about with you coming out to my half of the world and me coming out here is because we can see what we have around through other eyes. And until we do that, it's, it's, it's yeah, I'm a little kid kicking through the leaves, but that made you laugh and smile because they're just leaves. You, you look at them as, okay, great. Now we're going to have to rake them and they're in the way. And I look at them as something fun to play with. And it's the little kid in all of us. We have to hold on to that little kid. We all grow up way too fast. Well, you kind of mentioned the take a step back and resting and, and all that. And I'm going to kind of transition from environment to uh, people we have in our life. The first thing I did when we got back to your place was, I mean, as we're going down the main road, your apartment complex is on the right. The left is just a wide open field with some big red rock mountain set in the background. And I went to that table and I sat down and I started putting a post on, I think by my beam page, uh, might've been on the power shift page on Instagram as well. And I got emotional. Uh, one, this is the first trip that I've ever, first big trip I've really taken alone. Uh, first trip I've had an opportunity to do because of a restrictive environment I was in with work. Um, so I, it was really emotional to have that and just seeing the landscape. I mean, seeing something different than what I have up here. I mean, I love the trails, the hiking trails of Connecticut. I go into the Adirondacks in New York and they're just, it's the same environment as Connecticut, but just bigger. Um, we, we joke about how we have little mountains here. You have big mountains there, but you get up in the Adirondacks and I mean, the peak that we hiked up there was over 5,000 feet. I mean, they have some 6,000 footers there. So it's the same thing, uh, same environment, but you, just appreciating and and I know one of the things that when I left the shop I was in uh, which now has allowed me to do this uh, which didn't realize how restrictive it is uh, the boss at the time the first thing he said to me was I want to apologize for not listening to you and not that I didn't listen to you not that I didn't hear what you said but I took it for granted I you were one of the pillars I thought I can rely on and so not that boy who cried wolf thing, but here was a situation where, hey, I, I need to talk to you about this. I need to talk to you about this. And it's like, you know what? You haven't left yet. You haven't left yet. You eventually got to the point where it was time for me to leave. And now all of a sudden he goes, wow, I didn't appreciate the mountains I have here. I didn't appreciate the leaves to kick through here. I didn't appreciate this. And now he's lost that opportunity to kick through the leaves. Uh, in this case, not patting myself on the, on the back or tooting my own horn, but I, I believe I was a good employee. I, my father once told me that everyone's job description, the last line on it is, and any other assigned task. So if you're the department head and someone says, hey, department head, take out the garbage, it's not below you, you take out the garbage. And that's the way I worked. And he took that view for granted. And just like you, you admitted, sometimes you look at those red rocks and instead of enjoying the red rock you're like damn I gotta wash this out of my socks what do you think people need to do and let's start with that one where a person that owns a company and more so when it's obviously you own the company you have a little more say than when it's corporate and there's big boards that have to decide who comes and goes but what would people in a power position have to do to appreciate the people below them 
I think a lot of that is one not thinking so highly of yourself that you are still willing to take out the garbage. I've heard of other companies about once a year, maybe even one twice a year, having the supervisor come down, quote unquote down, to the workers level and doing their task for the day. And just so that they can see and remember what it's like. And it's it's eye opening, you know, when, when we have to do that. It's let's not forget where we started. And I don't care who you are, you had to start somewhere. And I think that's corporate wise, business wise, whether you own the company, whether you work them, you know, just one of the, the many worker ants that are going along. Remember that. There's there's no higher and lower. Everyone is important. Everyone is replaceable, but everyone's also important. I mean, we all have our favorite coworkers and people that, yeah, they can be replaced for their job, but you're going to miss them. You spend more time with them than you do a lot of other people. And it's, we just need to, I don't know, just appreciate what we have before it's gone. We, we all have heard, you never know what you have until it's gone. I, I challenge everyone to know what you have before it's gone. Well, I mean, I've already seen that when I was leaving. Uh, I was asked to, to stay and help out kind of a, a, as an independent contractor. And the numbers we discussed were off. And at that point, we went our separate ways. And a couple of weeks later, I hear that a machine was broken. And I'm thinking to myself, it's going to cost you more to fix the machine than if you just paid me the number. And I wonder if that, wow, I didn't appreciate what was there. Um, kind of popped up um, you, you mentioned just helping out and, and doing other things I think I was kind of spoiled with my first job and I worked at Chuck E. Cheese and yes I was the rat um, probably the best job I had got paid to play air hockey with little kids uh, Doug Bess and I'll never forget him I mean you figure I'm 16 years old in high school working at Chuck E. Cheese busy day and if anyone's ever been to one of those places on a Saturday uh, especially in uh, less desirable weather when the only thing you can do is indoors and you have like 12 pizzas that have to all come out at 120 at the same time and this general manager the guy that runs the store would tuck his tie into a shirt come out make pizzas cut the pizzas when they come out and once the kitchen was clear would go back to his office and be the boss again but he was the difference between a boss and a leader where in other cases like you mentioned sometimes these bosses or supervisors would come down we'd be busy in the shop it's the middle of august it's over 100 degrees with humidity and and the bosses would come out like oh we're out here to help and 15 minutes later it's like where'd they go they went back into the ac they couldn't handle it it's like well we don't have that choice we're out here for 10 hours we have to stay in the ac why don't you do it the whole day so then you appreciate what we go through as we do this um i mean i i think it's it's tough obviously from a business standpoint and I've argued this with my old uh, boss the owner um, he was two different people now as much as there was stuff that bugged me the person I worked for was a great person he allowed me to go and coach the sports for years um, so I appreciated what I had with that um, if I was in a corporate world I wouldn't be able to leave early six months of the year I got to do that so I'll never stop appreciating those opportunities never appre stop appreciating the things he did as a person unfortunately 
the person and the business owner were two different people. The business owner was much more strict, much more uh, controlling, much more egotistical. I, I can say that. Um, and I know from a business standpoint, we, we have to balance, okay, we'd love to pay all our guys a ton of money, but I got I can't do that because then my business will go bankrupt. But sometimes I think we do need to look at those key points of the people that that do what they do to allow us the lives we have. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree completely. But we also need to appreciate them as well. That's one thing. Quite a few years ago, I had a, a group of friends and I, we were having a rough time. And so we came up with the idea of every morning we would check in with each other and give three positives for the day. It didn't have to be first thing in the morning. It didn't have to be, you know, at the end of the day. You just had to come up with three positives, whatever they were. And be it a, you know, the coffee was extra fresh this morning. Or, you know, the sunrise was more spectacular than I've seen it. Or, you know, my wife gave me an extra big smile as I walked out the door. But we had to find three positives and we could not use the same positives every day it had to be three new ones and it was amazing how that changed so much we started complaining less we started seeing more positives it got to a point where only three positives was wait what do you mean I only have to give you three I have so many more I want to tell you about and that's what I see is you know appreciating what's in our backyard it's right there we see it every single day but until we start focusing on it and realizing what it is that we have right there, we're not going to see it. Well, I, I mean, going back to the, the shop environment, there there are definitely things I saw as positives. Like I said, the ones the, that were done personally for me, allowing me to leave early, I mean, that was amazing. And I you you actually saw it. Uh, me giving a, a couple archery lessons this weekend. It was amazing to watch. Uh, I mean, one of my students is an eight-year-old boy that's been with me for about a year and a half, pretty much since the beginning of COVID. They needed something to get them out of the house. And and I, I could see the smile on your face just watching me interact with this, this little kid and, and working with him. And then his father's shooting as well. And then I had a, a mother and son after that. And so you see now, you've seen my post about how much I love coaching and my passion for it. But to see it in person... Um, kind of like me seeing the pictures of the Red Rock versus being there, a uh, completely different thing. So my old boss gave me that opportunity. He allowed me to go and coach and, and build this passion I mean, 20 years ago or so, and I appreciate that. And there's other things that I could appreciate that he did that I kind of didn't take advantage of. I mean, you get, you pretty much have to really do something stupid in that company to get fired. I mean, when I was there, it was strict. We started at 6 a.m. and you had to be there at 6 a.m. If you weren't, I mean, your your job was threatened. Now we start at 5 a.m. Um, by our choice, the guys on the shop floor, this way we avoided the heat and the humidity in the summer. Instead of 6 to 4, we were doing 5 to 3. Uh, but then there were a whole bunch of people that couldn't make it on time. So rather than be forceful, now you have the window and you're supposed to make up the hours. But most people didn't wake up the hours. So someone that can't get out of bed is going to appreciate that you have this window to come in 
But then the people that were there five to three every day get frustrated because they're taking advantage of it, yet they're not working on it. So there were things he did that you definitely appreciated. It just, I, I couldn't pull myself to say, you know what, screw it. I'm going to go in six o'clock and not make up my time like everyone else because I don't know, I had a work, work ethic. Um, so there were definitely things that he did that I appreciate, will always say I appreciate even when there's the other things like basically guaranteed one week vacation with my family. That was one that to me was a little too restrictive. Um, Sorry, R2 wanted to join um, in. I appreciate the beeps. Um, so now let's go into more personal. Um, you're a parent, I'm a parent, and there's both days where we look at each other and we're frustrated and we're either texting or talking or video chatting where it's like not so much I don't want to do this anymore but this isn't fun anymore there's moments where it's stressful and I think we forget to appreciate the moments like you took a picture with Dylan and you said the smile on his face it, it reminds you of of why we're parents and, and the good times and and the good times outnumber the bad. The bad just kind of like bad news. If you get a, if you have a bad review for your business, it's gonna whip around the town quicker than the good review. It's just the way the way the news works. And individually, it's the way we we remember things. We can see five good things throughout the day, but that one bad thing is the one that frustrates us. Even if that one bad thing only took five minutes, and the other five things were the next twenty hours. Right. Yeah, it's that one bad thing. It's just along the same lines of it's a whole lot easier to see the negative in us or accept the criticism than it is to accept the compliments. So how would you say the best thing to appreciate the people that we have personally in our life? So not talking to business standpoint, employee, employers, um, or anything like that, but I mean, more so the, the close friends that we have that, that we think don't make the time for us um, or the family that can't make little adjustments to make things run smoother um, yet we're nitpicking on one thing or another as opposed to looking at the overall picture and re realizing no one and nothing is 100% effective there's nothing nothing out there I mean you, you look at and I hate to bring up COVID and vaccines and stuff like that but they say oh they're 97% effective or 90% effective or this we're clear off. I mean, even what is it? One of the uh, the disinfecting things it says kills 99.9% of germs. I mean, they can't put 100. I mean, that's virtually 100. I mean, I had a 99.9% .9 blockage. I mean, at that point, why didn't they just say it was 100%? Um, but nothing's 100%. How can we look at what we have or who we have in our own backyard and appreciate them more when there's always going to be that one, two, or maybe three really nagging points that you just can't deal with. I think one of the best ways is the three positives. Again, you know, when I mentioned that the group of friends and I, we came up with three positives for the day. Let's look at three positives of those in our lives. At the end of the day, find three things about them that they did, that they always do, that they said, that they appeared to, you know, their, maybe their hair was absolutely perfect that day in, in your eyes. Look at 
you know, the, the smile that they had. Look at how they interacted with people at the grocery store. The, the clerk, um, did they say their name? Did they smile at them? Did they joke with them? Find something worth smiling about, about all of them. And don't, and, and throw the negatives out for at least a week. Don't say anything negative. Don't complain. Don't nitpick. Don't correct. But look at, I mean, even our kids. Yeah, our kids like to put their shoes on the wrong feet. I love the answer from little kids. Well, I only have one set of feet, which is true. And we get annoyed when we're trying to run out the door because we're already, you know, 10 minutes late and they have their shoes on the wrong feet. But they are seeing the, well, I only have feet. These are the only ones I have. How can I have the wrong ones? You know, how can what are the people in our lives do be wrong when that's all that they have? It's, it's not wrong. It's, it's them. It's their way. And look at the positives of it. Well, you, you mentioned the way people interact and stuff like that. What would be one thing that you noticed about me? And now we're, we're closing off pretty much two weeks today that we've been with each other. Uh, I was down there for a week. You came back here um, and you're heading back this afternoon. But now seeing me day after day, what was something you noticed about me that just kind of stuck out as that would be one of those positives? Especially the way that you were working with the kids uh, at the at the archery lessons, the the extra glow that you had about that. One of the other things I saw was the way you were interacting with your kids and helping them with the athletics that they were working on and joking back and forth and even playing wee golf. It was fun to watch. They, everyone was smiling and fun and having, having a great time. You mentioned how people interact. One thing that I noticed about you was no matter where we were, if someone was wearing a name tag, you addressed them by their name. I mean, when we came here and we, we left BJ's, you addressed the person checking our receipt by the name, waiters and waitresses. And, and a lot of them will say their names, but then if you just have the busboy coming over just giving you water, you address them by names. In the grocery store, you address the person by name, um, which was something that I, I don't see people do. Uh, I don't know if that's more common down down where you are or if it's just something that you've learned to do. And I can see where that can make someone... I mean, wow, they knew my name. I... It is amazing to watch. And that comes about from a couple reasons. My sister challenged me to do that when I was a teenager. And one time I'd gone to Knott's Berry Farm in California. And the previous day I'd been at Disneyland. And I got the stereotypical hat with your name on it. Well, I was standing in line at Knott's Berry Farm. And the worker there who was making sure everyone was getting into the ride safely and buckles and everything called me by name. And I... Of course, being a you know, preteen kid, thought that was the greatest thing on the planet. And how did he know my name? This is amazing. This is wonderful. And they reminded me to take my hat off, so it didn't. I didn't lose it on the ride. Put it down, and I saw my name was on on the hat. And I remember how that made me feel. It made me feel special. It made me feel like I wasn't just one of the crowd. And it's a lot of fun, especially at grocery stores. Waiters and waitresses a little bit different but grocery stores your clerk the person bagging the groceries 
or if you're asking directions from a security guard at you know a hotel or a casino or anything like that and you call them by name or you thank them when i flying i have additional security that i have to go through due to uh, my insulin pump that i have to wear and i always thank the tsa agent by their name and they smile it it helps them I know it helps me not feel like I'm just a blur in the crowd and I love seeing people smile and that, that's that's just something I've done not I have had a lot of people point that out to me wow do, you know do you know these people no I don't but they have a name tag for a reason yeah that, that was something like I said I, I definitely noticed that um, everywhere we went if they had the name tag um, you, you address them by name and and I can see that. I mean, I remember how excited my son was when we went to Outdoor Nationals for Archery. And Katuna Lurg is a five-time Olympian. She was in our, our hotel room. And she didn't remember my son's name but recognized him from previous tournaments. She's like, I know you. I know you. He said, I do archery. And she's like, yeah, that's where it was. And um, how excited he was. Even though it wasn't the name, it was still recognized. And when you have someone and point out something like that, it's... It's it's a great feeling. We are all important. We all have a name. We're not just, hey, dude. We right. are. We have a name. Let's use them. Yeah, we're not the clones. We're not all clones of Jenga Fett. Um, it's, <laughs> we we all have our our own personalities. Um, I I like the thing you said about the the three positives. Um, trying to find positives to point out, and and it's not necessarily trying to find them. They're there. We they just unfortunately get overshadowed by by the the negatives that are there mm-hmm. um, they get blurred into the background it's um we we tend to just bad news travels faster I mean plain and simple it's it's a, a a society thing it just is I mean if you turn on the news you're not gonna hear about positive stuff you're gonna hear all about the shootings or the stabbings you commented that locally there were a couple of them locally here stabbings in the past week and that's what's going to be in the news but I'll tell you right now somewhere in this state I'm just going to go on the low end there were five Eagle Scout service projects that happened in this state that's that's on the low end somewhere and got to keep in mind I'm in one of the smallest states in the country um, but I would be surprised if there was less than five Eagle Scout service projects performed and you won't see a thing about it on the local news or in the Hartford Current, um, which when we're talking history is the oldest newspaper in the country. We were kind of comparing what our states have. Um, (laughs) But nothing's going to be out there about it. And I had a kid on my soccer team who split wood for a family whose daughter had had cancer and the best heat source was a wood-fired furnace because the other one gave her trouble. And that was his service project. But you won't hear about that. But as soon as, I mean, a kid forgets a knife in his backpack because he was a Boy Scout and he went camping over the weekend but then goes to school, gets expelled, all over the news. Kid brings knife to school. First off, they make it look like a tragedy. They make it look negative. But they don't realize he was with his Boy Scouts learning how to properly use a knife, learning how to do first aid. That's why he had the knife. He needed it for a first aid thing. But that's not what goes out. We always, the negatives always overshadow so what's a good way to focus? And and I, I have to say I have positive mindset on most things. 
but there are times and you and I had a lot of heart-to-heart talks the past week and as positive as my mindset is sometimes it's tough to not see that big flashing light of the negative thing that happened to you one of the things I've looked at is even in the negative things that have happened there's something positive about it and it may take a little bit to see it. And we all heard, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Well, it's it's the same thing, right? When we're in, <clears throat> excuse me, when we are in the middle of a tragedy or an extra life trial that we weren't expecting to have to go through, the finding something that we can take away from it as a positive experience, something we've learned, something that. Uh, we're stronger for now something that makes us smile about it that's where I see is going to be the best that it will be more beneficial for us and we will remember more about the event when we look back at it you know uh, my daughter's had a, a very interesting few years due to various health and uh, relationship issues and it's been it would be easy to just look at it negatively but we look at some of the positives we're like okay great we now know more about how the body works on this than we ever knew before we now know more how this particular procedure and how this process goes than than we ever did before and you know, I, I like to I like to laugh saying I have an honorary legal and honorary medical degree because of everything that we've experienced in our life and that's a I guess a positive way of looking at it. Yeah, I mean I, I've definitely seen stuff like that. We talk about the, the positive versus negative and I've brought it up on the podcast and I just did a live on Instagram with Dulcie who was on the podcast uh, about a month or so ago. And we talked about like COVID being the big negative. Obviously, not to discount the the loss of life and the sickness that's out there. But last year, um, Jen got to see what soccer is like in this household. Uh, on Thursday, I dropped her off. <clears throat> excuse me, I dropped her off at my younger son's middle school so she can watch his game. I had to go two towns away to referee another high school match. And then I flew back to the school, picked them up, went to the stadium for my son's high school game at 6 o'clock. And I said, this is a normal day for us, running around, three soccer schedules, three different locations, different cities. And last year with COVID and no soccer and no sports and no archery tournaments, we had more family dinners in that year than we probably had in the previous two years. And we had more time to sit down and play a board game like we did yesterday. So that was what I took out of COVID, the fact that we got to sit down and spend time with our immediate families. Were the circumstances good? No. I mean, it's kind of like when we see people at a funeral and it's like, oh, great to see you. Sorry I had to be under these terms. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry that all of us, my family and your family, the people that are listening, because I'm sure I'm not the only family that had more dinners because there were no youth sports or or even for the adults, not playing bear league softball or going to your bowling league or doing whatever activities you did, you were home together. So I definitely saw a lot of positives in that. 
and I can find positives uh, in any situation and in any person. I mean, we, you and I talked personal relationships over the past week, and and like I said, no, I mean it's it's no big secret. And I I use my wife and I, and we've had our roller coaster and our ups and downs, and even talking about my my complaints, for lack of a better term, they were always either preceded or followed by all the good stuff. Um, they, the complaints never stood alone. There's, there's always good things there. And, and sometimes it is hard though to, I don't want to say ignore because you can't ignore the bad thing. If you ignore that grinding in the car, eventually it's going to break. So we can't ignore the bad things. We can't just say, you know what? I mean, there's always the pick your battles, but kind of using that car analogy, if you pick your battle, which one are you going to fix? You do need to fix that little thing or eventually it'll wear down. Like you said, uh, you mentioned how everyone has importance and I would use the analogy from the shop. We had all the guys that ran machines and obviously you need to know how to operate these machines and set them up. And then one guy that washed parts. I mean, washing parts was pretty much a, a brainless job in terms of the action of walking, washing the parts. There was importance of don't mix paperwork up from this job or that job. But the case of throw the parts into a tumble and barrel, put some water, a scoop of soap, spin them around, rinse them off, off they go. I mean, you can, I don't want to lighten it, but you can pretty much train a monkey to do that type of deal. But if you have this nice expensive car and the engine alone cost $5,000, the $3 spark plug will stop the car from running. That $3 spark plug is just as important as the $5,000 assembly. And when we look at the, the little people and the little things that are done for us, we, we definitely need to look out and appreciate them. And I like that, the thing of the three positives. Uh, and I think something I'm going to try doing is and doing the three positives. And, and, and I think I have another way uh, of trying to do it. Um, but I, I kind of challenge anyone else that might be struggling finding the positives to every day just grab a notebook and write down three positives whether it be about your environment the people in your life maybe something you did for that day but three positive points of that day write them down in a notebook and I mean we're we're on the tail end of the year but and on January 1st when everyone's got that day off I mean open up that notebook and, and you're gonna have and a few hundred positive points to to look at and start your new year off with. Mm -hmm. It'll be great. I've seen and have heard of people doing that in a jar for an entire year. They'll write down the good events or anything that made them smile or something happy and they stick it in a jar. And then on New Year's Eve, they go back and they, they look through them because it's really easy to look back through the year and, oh, my car did this, my job did that, my family did this but then we forget unfortunately you know about the the puppy that wagged his tail so hard he kept whacking himself in the nose because he was so excited to see you and it's those happy little moments that keep us going no, I I agree with that I mean I have I mean, 900 and something quotes and I send them to you often um, the the coins that I have the angel coin uh, I sent one to you and, and your daughter. Uh, I do that for friends. Um, 
you know, I'm I'm 46. Back in my day, we actually wrote stuff down. It wasn't texting and and emails back then. And I still like the old school snail mail. And as much as you can send a friend a uh, a heartwarming text in the morning, and they wake up to that text, and they they have that great feeling. There's still something about getting a personal letter in the mail, and not having the mail just be bills and junk mail, and seeing if your card insurance or has expired. Uh, so I, I like doing stuff like that, and often when I've done that for friends, and you don't know how many times I've gotten that. Wow, I needed this right now. It just hits at the right time, kind of like you said. Uh, when we went out for Chinese food, and you get your fortune cookie. I mean, more <laughs> often than more often than not, it just it can fit the situation that you're in at that moment. It, it just works out that way. Um, but I really think all of us need to just look back in our own backyard, appreciate the views we have, the people around us, and it's not easy. I, I know personally as positive as I feel I am there are times where the negatives weigh me down and they get hard to get through um, but I can take a positive of of having someone like you like Jen in in my life that I can go to and talk to and uh, other friends um, that are key components of keeping me on that positive mindset and view and appreciating what's there everyone everyone needs to look at the wonder and the awe of what we have because as negative as the world may seem, it's a whole lot more positive than negative. Yep, I agree with that. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this show. And I hope you appreciate it. And really look out and see what you have around you. Uh, appreciate the people, the environment, and, and your own backyard. Um, I know myself and Trudy and, and Jen as a... Uh, Kind of like our, our unofficial sub, our, our third leg. I mentioned the third leg of health a lot. Um, sometimes we all need that, that third point to help us balance. And uh, Jen's been here to help when Trudy's not available. And again, I thank you for, for listening and supporting the show. Check out the Instagram and Facebook pages um, for just some more positive posts that we have out there. And we'll see you next week. Shift Mindset Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While the suggestions, strategies, and practices we have given have been proven successful for our personal use as well as clients we have worked with, these recommendations should not supersede instructions given by any licensed professionals, including but not limited to your primary care physician and mental health professionals. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The PowerShift Mindset, and also visit thepowershiftmindset.com. Thanks again for listening to The PowerShift Mindset.